Welcome to season three of the You Belong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden, your host, and we got an amazing guest with us. Tell us who you are. I'm Lindsay Bishop. Boom, Lindsay Bishop. So excited to have you uh, on the podcast first time. Yes. How does it feel? Nerve-wracking, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh, definitely understand. I, I've gotten a lot less nervous now because I've done it like every week for a long time now. Right. Um, but the first few, I did with no guests just by myself so those were kind of a lot more nerve-wracking um the microphone in front of you just kind of like makes it very official it does it does for but, sure uh it's gonna be a good podcast i'm excited uh for it so Lindsay, people probably are maybe don't know who you are they, probably not. so let's uh tell us about yourself you know about your family where you're from what you like to do in your free time sure sure uh, share a little bit Awesome. So I am Lindsay and I'm the Connections Director here at Faith Church and I started officially in January. I'm originally from Maryland and I'm married to Taylor Bishop. The North. Yes, the North <laughs> represent, right? <laughs> um, Taylor's my husband. He is the worship leader at um, Lawrenceburg campus and we are here because we were called to faith which is pretty cool right um, to yeah. move that far away mm -hmm. um i'm a mom i have a baby who's two years old nice yes yes Jolie. keeps me very she's so sweet yes <laughs> well she's also two <laughs> so she's sweet so she's but she's two <laughs> yes exactly um what else i yeah that's about it i mean i work in ministry i'm a mom mm -hmm. I still do some teaching. We'll got to get into that. I was okay, a teacher cool. for nine years before nice. giving that up to come mm -hmm. into ministry. So, yeah, nice. pretty busy a lot. What do you do? I mean, you probably don't have a lot of free time because no. you have a two-year-old. No. But what, like, do you have like a, a favorite hobby or any or a show maybe that you're watching on <laughs> Netflix or anything? I would say favorite hobby is party planning and going on vacations. Party planning, vacations, <laughs> and vacations. Like I need, you know, I work hard so mm -hmm. I can play hard. Yeah. So, you know. Boom! There it is. Uh, I can attest the party planning is superb <laughs> oh, because you. you've thrown some great parties uh, <laughs> that I've been able to be at. So Thanks. that's who Lindsay is. Lindsay's super uh, pumped to have you on here. Mm -hmm. It's super cool to have another northerner with me Represent. in uh, the south. We are few and far between. But luckily, even our lead pastor is a northerner as well. Very true. Um, but got a question for you before we really get into this stuff, you know, to kind of just like get our brains thinking, get the people involved. Okay. Always got to go with a would you rather question. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I always have trouble finding a good one. But when I do find a good one, it's very difficult to choose. Now, this one might be not super hard to choose. So we'll see. Don't judge my response. I won't. Okay. <laughs> um, so would you rather never be able to go out in the day or never be able to go out in the night? Hmm. Well, my my answer now is a 30-year-old mom is going to be different <laughs> because my bedtime is very early now. That's true. So 32-year-old Lindsay would say I would I would um, sacrifice the night because mm. I need sleep so yeah. that I can be that awake makes during sense. the day. That makes sense. What would 22-year-old Lindsay? I don't 
see, I think it'd be harder because I was kind of a night owl then. Mm -hmm. So let's say 22-year-old Lindsay would flip. Okay. So she would give up. I think initially when I saw it, I was like, I got to give up the day. I love being out at night or Mm -hmm. like the stars are out. Like I always am hanging out with people later at night. We're out to eat at a restaurant or whatever it is. Um, But then I'm like, well, a lot happens in the day. That's when everybody else is out and about and I think it'd make life a lot harder so I think I would have to sacrifice the night now I would still stay awake yes but I would just be <laughs> at home um, so I'd never be able to go out at night because I think life would just be too hard you if know, you couldn't go out in the day I think so too there's a ra- this is totally random um, I think John Travolta I read somewhere have you ever heard this that he and his wife did that really? like they were living this lifestyle where they would give up the day and they lived at night so they would sleep all day and they were only awake at night and I think they said it was because of paparazzi and they wanted to live like mm. a private life but what did they run into <laughs> nothing's open <laughs> yeah. at night <laughs> For real. so uh, how much life can you really be doing when you're the only people awake yeah that's pretty wild I didn't yeah. know that was fun random fact that but I'm not surprised <laughs> John Travolta is he seems an interesting man so right that, I think that would happen but yes. yeah I think that would be a they'd run into a lot of problems you'd be able to go to Waffle House um and Waffle maybe House. Walmart <laughs> some Walmarts are open 24 hours right? are they? We, in the north they are really? I don't know about I here. need them to come back to 24 7 okay I, I mean they close at 11 now oh and it's just see my bedtime's like that. seven so I wouldn't know you that you know <laughs> Because I used to, you know, it's 1230. I'm like, man, I need a box of cereal. I just go to Walmart. Yes. Now I can't do that no. because they close. Walmart, if you're listening, go back to 24-7. Please. Uh, but listeners, what would you do? Rather give up going out in the day or go out at night? Which one would you give up? Um, at first, I thought it was a tough question. But honestly, it's not that tough. Because <laughs> you need to be able to go out in the day. Yes. So, Lindsay, you'd rather not go out at night because you're asleep anyway so that makes sense <laughs> <I'm> tired <laughs> um, i guess that's what happens when you become a mom and when you get into your 30s yes it's both it's age and motherhood i is think is like turning 30 31 32 is that as like scary as it's thought like as it's pictured whenever you're in your 20s <laughs> right i need to know to be able to prepare i used to like i was like the countdown i was like oh no i'm 25 oh no i'm 26 oh no i'm 27 <laughs> and then when i was 30 and one day it felt the same as 29 and okay. 28 and 27 truthfully from my perspective the motherhood transition was way harder than turning 30 i i, would imagine I so. still feel like i connect people in their 20s i still mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm in my 30s i mean yeah. i guess early 30s still feels like i mean i don't know what difference there is between 32 year old Lindsay and 28 year old Lindsay. Mm-hmm. feels the same not a lot yeah. motherhood though yeah. definitely having a child changed everything and they say that and you think oh, it won't it won't change anything <laughs> for me it changes everything i bet for sure i saw a tiktok and it was um a dad and he had his two kids like behind him like they were like eating cereal or something and he's like pouring coffee and uh the caption or whatever was like when you realize you made decisions to never allow yourself to sleep in ever again <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> wow, I'm really thinking about if I ever want to have kids. Yes. No, I don't blame you. When I was pregnant the whole time, I, I loved to sleep in. Like, sleeping mm-hmm. in was my thing. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I can't wake up earlier than 9. And here I am, 6.15, oh, waking man. up. <laughs> I have no choice. That's tough because I love sleeping in too. So oh, that's, that's, I'm that's sure the hard that's part, a hard which transition. is why I have to adjust to going to bed earlier. That's so true. it's like you have to just change everything. Because if you don't, then you're going to get like three hours of sleep. Yep. And you say, exactly. And you say things like, well, my kid, I'll just make him. (laughs) Joke's on you. Good luck. (laughs) Give him make a one-year-old do anything. Like, mm, not happening. So if you're out there, if you're listening and you like to sleep in, you need to 
really think about you do if you want to have children you do you do and even if you have a great sleeper like they wake up at 6 a.m they just do they just do that makes sense yes uh so Lindsay, we're not here to talk about um children yeah the whole time um or if you'd rather stay in during the day stay in during the night right or, or what but uh, let's get into to what we're going to talk about. Kind of a broad kind of subject, um, okay. but I think can be helpful for um, for young adults, for young adult girls to hear from, you know, a, a woman's mm-hmm. perspective. Because, um, you know, it's very easy for me to get guys on here and talk with them. It's and But there's some, I'm sure there's female listeners who are like, when I need to listen to a woman. So right? glad to have you on here. So, Lindsay, Thanks. what is, you mentioned it uh, for a short second, but what is your role on staff here at Faith Church? Kind of explain what you do here on staff? Sure. Um, So they brought me on as the connections director. So anything related to getting connected here at church to one another, to programs, all falls under me. Mm. So if someone's looking to serve, um, I help them with that. If they're Mm -hmm. looking to go through Grow You and learn more about the church and the membership process, that's me. Um, Connect groups, main like as well, that's a main focus. If Mm -hmm. they want to get into a group or they want to start a group, um, I kind of help them with that. And then also, I'm kind of learning that also falling under the umbrella of my job is just being myself Mm. in the lobbies and making friends and connections with people, you know, like just genuine connections. So it's a fun job Mm because my job is to make friends with people (laughs) and then help other people make friends. So it's a fun job. It's a cool job. It's very unique, and I never would have thought anything like this existed. So mm. it's been pretty awesome the last couple months yeah. adjusting to this new job. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so you said your husband, Taylor, he is the worship leader at our Lawrenceburg campus. Yes, he is. And so you're technically at our Florence, at our central yes. campus. So what's – are you – do you kind of flip back and forth? Are you going to our Lawrenceburg campus too, or are you staying here? Is that how is that? What's that tension like <laughs> with your husband being over there and you're here and kind of got to go back and forth? It's been it, that's actually probably been one of the hardest adjustments I mm. think because I was super plugged in in Lawrenceburg, yeah. so I got pulled away. And I mm-hmm. love Lawrenceburg. I love Florence, and I love the Shoals. Yeah. I'm also directing them as well. Yeah. So I bounce back between three campuses. Okay. So I spend most of my time in Florence. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I'm in Lawrenceburg, and occasionally I'm in the Shoals. But gotcha. it's been a challenge you know but (laughs) we do live far from Lawrenceburg so Mm. I do not have to wake up at 5 a.m. on Sundays when I'm in Florence so (laughs) you have to sleep until six that's a plus (laughs) yes sleeping in (laughs) so you're the connections director you know your your job is to to make sure people are connected they make friends you get to make friends with them and make sure people are just connected in the church yes um so obviously connection is important or else you would not have a job for it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so speak a little bit on how important connection is in the church. Oh, it's so important. You know, one of our slogans is that life is better connected, and it's so mm-hmm. true. Um, and I think I can speak to this because I came from a church that was just about the same size as Faith when I was a young adult and into most of my 20s. I was actually at that church like 13 years. Okay. And I'm going to admit something. <laughs> I was a pew sitter. I came in on mm. Sundays and I left, and I never, ever felt connected. So, um, you know, being in the position I'm in now, I kind of look at like 23-year-old Lindsay being that, and I'm like, mm. okay, what did she need and what can I do for her so like looking at 23 year old me like if somebody would have approached me that could have changed everything and Mm. I think it would have 
created a connection for me in the church. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, we were meant to do life connected to one another. We were created for it. You know, we crave relationship, we crave friendship. And like, how is the church going to do its mission and its purpose if we're not connected to one another? Mm -hmm. It's so vital and it's so important. And it's so important for our spiritual growth and journeys as individuals as Mm -hmm. well to have accountability and relationship. So um, I think it's pretty interesting that I'm now in this role because I'm on the flip side, but it does give me a lot of perspective, I think, into, you know, what would I have needed Mm, and then kind of help me go that direction when Mm -hmm. I am trying to seek people out and help them get connected and help them, you know, find their place here. Mm -hmm, For sure. I, I can relate a lot because whenever I first got involved here, I went, um, I went here at faith church for like a year and just like came, sat in the back Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings, left, didn't talk to anybody. Um, and that was that, like, I didn't do anything else during the week with the church. I was Sunday morning service. That's it. And would leave for a whole year. Um, and it was comfortable and I I had a girlfriend at the time. So it was just me and her, we would go in and just leave or whatever, but that's not, I don't think that's the design of the church. It's not just to come and get the service and then you just leave. Like, that's not the, like, that's not fulfilling in what God has called the church to be. Um, and so what's crazy is like it, it took me getting out of that relationship for me to get in more plugged in into the church, but it, them, the church having the young adult ministry available, Mm -hmm. um, I ended up going to one of the services and then it was on from there and just got involved. And so, um, thankfully, like I took the initiative in that finally to do it. So it wasn't somebody that like had come up to me and got me plugged in, but it was the church had something available for For me to, to get into. Um, and so that's why I I love being able to now come full circle and now I'm leading that young adult ministry and like get people to not just be a a, just not sit in service but they they get involved they they get connected and they're doing things they're they're serving Mm -hmm. they're getting to know more people because I can only connect so many people you can only connect with so many people yes but if you can connect with someone and then connect them with someone else you kind of pass them off like it's not like you just ignore them now but it's like you connected two people and that, I think that's really the goal of connection in the church is like, yes, us as staff members, we we need to connect with as many people as we can, obviously. But it's also we have to create the spaces for the people at the church to connect. To kind of find their tribes and find their yeah. circles. And so Absolutely. I think that's what was available for me to be able to, you know, go from just sitting in the service, which is super easy to do. It's it comfortable. Is. It's comfortable. Um, to stepping out going to a, a young adult service where I knew nobody and then it was great ended up meeting people and like hey they're actually they're they want to meet people too like right? it's, not it's some... like oh I'm not so alone so yeah. I, I have a question for you I'm okay. gonna kind of turn the oh, tables wow. here right. um so if you were to compare like how it felt when you were just coming on Sundays to mm-hmm. now let's, let's pretend you're not in ministry job yet yeah. you're just okay. plugged in mm-hmm. like how did how did it feel like mm-hmm. the difference you know um, I know you. It, no, I know being you know a Sunday person, it's comfortable. Yeah. But like, was so there loneliness it, there? Was it there transformed a lot of my my life? Yeah. Like, so I was a Christian already, um, but so I it was just Sunday morning at eleven o'clock until twelve ten mm-hmm. that church took up my time. But mm-hmm. then when I I joined the youth team, I got involved with the young adults. Like, okay, now it's Sunday morning for an hour. It's Wednesday night for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's whatever night that young adult ministry was on then. It's yes. two hours then. It's now I'm meeting new people. I'm doing different things on the weekend with with new people at church. I have new friends. So like it, 
Jesus already transformed my life right. through salvation. Right. But then getting involved in the church and connected transformed just kind of my day-to-day living of what I'm doing kind yes. of. And so kind of brought your call out too. Yeah. And that. That's amazing. Definitely. I mean, if that, if I never get involved in the young adult ministry, like, I don't know if I'm here in full-time ministry right. at this moment, it may have taken longer. It may have been a different route, whatever, but, that's amazing. um, but it definitely one changed just my lifestyle of what I was doing, what was important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also, like you said, it brought out my calling of like, there's a responsibility on us as church members. Cause when I, before I came on staff, I got super involved with, yes. with the youth and with the young adults. And so I was a, I was a youth leader mentoring youth on Wednesday nights and like getting involved in high schoolers lives, but I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't on staff yet. Right. Cause I think that people in the church that aren't on staff, like they just have just as much responsibility oh, to connect, to mentor the next generation, to, um, serve, to be involved in the church. Absolutely. And so that's what kind of, I think that's what brought out all of that in me of like, man, I have a responsibility to like, to do this. Like I, I joined the youth team. I had to be there every Wednesday night. Like it was a, there was a responsibility to be there. Right. Um, but I loved it. And it, God showed me time and time mm-hmm. again of like how, man, I was just, I was lazy. I was doing nothing. Yes. I was just wanted it all for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, Oh, I'm just going to go to Sunday service. Cause that's what you do as a Christian. And I can totally relate. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, but once you get involved, once you take that like first step of going somewhere, going to a service or going to a connect group, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, it's scary yes. before you do it, <laughs> but once you do it, it's like, wow, this was not, this was not as, it shouldn't have been as scary as it was. Yes. Um, I and, love and I, that. I think there's a handful of times though, that maybe it, it doesn't work out yes. but, like the way you wanted to. And okay, now you just need to find a, a different group of people or try something different. Maybe mm-hmm. that serve team wasn't for you yes. um, and, and try a different one. I think sometimes we find the excuse of like, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> I was right. I shouldn't have done this. I like, no, try, that. try again. Like, don't, don't don't lose like lose faith and because the first time whatever it didn't click yes Um, yes. because even like it was a journey for me like the first young adult service I went to was still like I was I met people but I was like I still like know them I was still nervous to go the next time because it was like I don't I don't have a solid relationship yet with them and so all of that to say like it taking the next step to be involved to get connected to join a serve team, to, to just like take the responsibility of building the church Mm -hmm. transforms priorities, transforms your life, changes, like all of that shaped me to who I am now. Like I am a way more outgoing and just like, I guess more fun to be around person (laughs) than I was before. Cause like I didn't do a whole lot, but now I'm I'm having to talk to high schoolers. I'm having to talk to middle schoolers and with other youth leaders and doing different things. Like the the more interaction you have. Yes. And you see new qualities kind of coming up out of you that God had put in you that you Mm -hmm. had all along that you would have never known. I love what you said about um, it being nervous, like Mm -hmm. like, like the first time with somebody. Because what I've been telling people, I'm building a connections team. So we're going to have a new team being started here to help me, um, which is going to be amazing. But what I've been telling some of these people as I've been having these recruitment conversations is like, hey, you're only a stranger once. Mm. So 
once I meet you, yes, yeah. I'm going to get nervous when I have to go, when I'm going up and talking to someone I've never met before. Yeah. But now I know your name and I know something about you. You're not a stranger mm -hmm. anymore. So yeah. like the more that you put yourself out there, the easier and easier that it's going to get, For sure. you know, and then along <laughs> the, um, you know, the friendship, like, oh, this mm -hmm. didn't work. I'm just done. Yeah. Lauren ironically said something to me when we were preparing for mm -hmm. the garden about friendship. Mm -hmm. And she said, when you are dating, if you go on one bad date, are you just swearing off dating forever mm. no Some people do that, so, i'm no. never getting married because that <laughs> well, one date you, went you so say bad that and then two weeks later you like see another person you're like okay maybe <gasps> maybe <I'll, laughs> yes and we need to have that yeah. perspective with our mm -hmm. friendships and our circles within the church as well sure. you know just because that wasn't the right fit doesn't mean that you weren't created to mm -hmm. have a relationship or to have a purpose in this church yeah that just sure. wasn't the right fit and mm -hmm. that's okay you know yeah. so when she said that to me i'm like yeah light yeah. bulb went off she's so right that's so good. it's easy for us to write off friendships mm -hmm. relationships serving opportunities yeah but we don't want to give that dating piece up. So if we look yeah. at it the same way, it's still just as much of a desire within mm -hmm. us, whether yeah. or not we realize that. For sure. You know, no doubt. So, <laughs> um, I love where we're going with this, yeah. with this conversation. Um, so what was it like for you? Cause you, this is your first time working at a church in full-time ministry, right? Yes. So kind I started of. kind, it's kind of like a gray area. I started out at 21. So I was a young graduate. I graduated college at 21 mm -hmm. and I went right into teaching high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was at a Christian school. So the, the, it was like I was getting paid and it was a teaching position, but it was at a Christian school. So, so there was, kinda, it was yeah. kind of ministry, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't like the church itself, but yeah. it was attached to a church, you know, okay. and it was Christian education. Mm -hmm. So I taught English. Um, so we were reading the Bible. We were mm -hmm. including scriptures. We were praying. So okay. there was a lot of ministry opportunities within that. Yeah. Gotcha. For sure. Um, so what did you, were you involved in a church then? I was a pew sitter. <laughs> you were a pew sitter then. So yes. You were just, uh, so what what kind of challenges did you kind of experience maybe with with teaching like throughout all those years you were a teacher with the Christian um, school, but then also I think where you were at a, a public school as well in Baltimore that. City. Yeah. So yes. what, I, I guess talk about that just like which you were just going to church, you weren't involved, so you didn't really have to balance the yes. like work and like being involved in church. But what challenges kind of just in your job as teaching? Um, did you face, you know, cause I know it's scary sometimes uh, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people getting ready to graduate yes, college, yes. um, scared about this <laughs> going into real life and their it's job and everything. So, um, maybe speak on just, you know, kind of that transition going into your first teaching job and like the, just the challenges of being in your career now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a hard transition for everybody. Um, you know, I was young, so that was a big, that was a big part of it is I was the youngest by mm -hmm. multiple decades. I think yeah. the closest teacher in age to me was in her 40s. Oh, wow. um, this was the Christian school that I actually went to for mm -hmm. most of my life. So okay. I knew the principals. There were other teachers on staff who were my teachers. And mm -hmm. I think that that was hard because they still saw me yeah. as that fourth grader, that mm -hmm. 11th grader. So like, I think I really felt this need to prove myself. Mm -hmm. um, also at the time, I think young Lindsay really, I still struggle with self-esteem, but I think it was really bad in my early 20s. I didn't know who mm -hmm. I was at all. I didn't have a good foundation in Christ, even though I thought I did. Yeah. Um, but I think that I really sought approval of others. Like that was where my worth came from, was mm -hmm. what I did and what people thought of me. And I think that that actually created an unhealthy balance. So a lot of the challenges that I felt truthfully were not necessarily because of my age or being in a career, but it was actually myself mm. that was causing a lot of these problems. But I mean, there were issues like trying to prove myself because I'm young and they're looking at me like I'm yeah. young and, and I'm also teaching kids that are like six years, five years younger than me. Mm -hmm. They're almost the same age as me yeah. and I'm trying to get respect out of them. So it was this yeah. like really hard in between type, type position mm -hmm. where it's like, 
I have to be an adult and I have to, you know, be professional. And mm -hmm. it was tough. It was definitely a tough transition for sure. Um, Did you find yourself like, were you able to prove yourself like trying to like, I, I feel like sometimes we, we feel like, you know, us when you're, when you're young in your twenties, you're, you're out of college, you're in your first job or whatever. Like we feel the need to, you know, establish like respect and yes. all that and just like, and, and prove ourselves. But I don't think that always is, you don't always have to, like, no. I, th I think it becomes unhealthy. Like yes. if you're just always trying to prove yourself. So like, were you successful in proving yourself or did you, was it more harmful? That's such a good that? question. Um, I think I was successful in it, but looking back in hindsight, I wish I would have realized that that is where God had placed me mm. and I was absolutely equipped for it yeah. because I mean, knowing that now does nothing, but knowing it then would mm -hmm. have given me more peace. Yeah. Like the successful rate, I was still successful. It mm -hmm. still worked out. I still proved myself. I was professional, mm -hmm. got really good reviews. Yeah. Uh, students were happy. Parents were happy. Like on paper, like it looked perfect, but mm -hmm. internally yeah. it didn't feel perfect. You mm -hmm. know, and I think that if I would have just realized like, God gave me these abilities. Mm -hmm. He opened this door yeah. and I just need to just exist and be and just know that this is my call right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And I think I would have had so much more peace and it would have yeah. been so much easier on I me. I think that's it right there is the peace. Like you know? I think they're especially, I think I, I hate saying like, oh, in this generation, you know, anxiety and fear and, oh, and worry is, is rampant. But I think it all, I think it always was too though. So yes. I don't want to say like it is prevalent now, but I think it always was. But regardless the fear and, and the worry that comes with not feeling like you're professional enough or not feeling like you're qualified for the position mm -hmm. you're in is like, is what is the worst. And so I think what God can bring what yes. you know, the, the satisfaction that he can bring and like knowing, like, I didn't do this on my own. Like yes. God opened this door and God put me here. Like, it's not like you got that job out of high school. Like you went to school, I like prepared. you had some years yes. of experience of learning yes. and yes, you're young, but everybody's has to start at some point. And I think if you, we can push the, the anxieties and the fear to God, like he takes that and, he does. and it's the peace that comes with it. Now it doesn't make it just a, a cakewalk. Oh no, you know, you're still going to have challenges, yeah, but it's going to be work. easier. Exactly. When you're like it's, them. it's just, you have that peace of mind of like, I know I don't have as much experience as everybody else, but I know I have some experience mm -hmm. and I know God is filling in the gaps yes and like i'm here to i'm here for a reason yeah, yes exactly and so i think if people can if you can realize that like it's not our job to to worry about what's going to happen no. like it's not no. our job to be to be afraid you know yes in the bible it says perfect love casts out all fear that's what jesus does when he when jesus is is in your life and, yes. and that's like he's in and through everything like he'll cast out that fear and he will and, but if you don't allow him to like it, it's still going to be there. You got to give it to him. You got to, um, you got to give those, those worries away. Like you can't hold on to them because right. the more you do, the bigger they're going to get. Yes. So true. It's so true. So now, um, you've, you're not teaching, not um, teaching anymore. You're, yeah. You're working now just in a church. Yes. Um, and so maybe, maybe talk about, uh, the challenges you face now in, in ministry, what that looks like differently. Like, uh, cause I'm sure there's some people that, um, maybe want to go into ministry or yeah. maybe work at a church. Um, and so talk about maybe some of the challenges you face with your job now. Okay. Um, and you know, the difficulties maybe that that's brought in, the, in, in your mind, just maybe day to day stuff, wh whatever that is. 
Yeah, I think that there's a weight that comes with ministry as well that I didn't, I never really understood. And, you know, Taylor and I have been together for five years and he was in ministry before I was. So when we were first together, like I was still teaching, I was teaching in Baltimore City now at a public school at this time. Mm -hmm. And he was in ministry. And I just like, I never understood the weight that he carried. Like, I just never understood it. But now that I'm in it, it's like, I'm responsible. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that that, um, I have to kind of balance sometimes because I take it too far. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, if, if I miss this one person that didn't get connected, then I just feel like broken over it you know and I think that like the weight that comes with it trying to balance that and realize like God's going to work through me like if that person is going to get connected he's going to find another way if I Mm -hmm. if I drop the ball so I think there's just a lot of pressure in that regard Um, I'm just so grateful that I'm not walking around with the self-doubt that I carried at 21 Mm -hmm. I still have it but it's way more manageable and I think Mm -hmm. that these periods of time in my life have really helped kind of carry me into this because I know I would not be successful if I was still walking the way I was walking at Mm -hmm. 21 I know it there's no way Mm -hmm. Um, you know you're managing a lot of people you're you're conversing with a lot of people a lot of stories you need skills and different things you know to be mm-hmm. able to do that and connect people so I think that like for me um, I'm just glad that the timing of it all is now because I think the challenges that are there are way smaller than mm-hmm. they would have yeah. been Lindsay would have definitely gotten her own way for sure yeah. I think before um, balance but a balance like of like ministry and then life so this was this has been the biggest transition for me um mm-hmm. teaching was 7 30 to 2 30 and yeah. i am such a type a management person mm-hmm. that i would never have to grade at home i could leave nice. work at work yeah. and i just could be present at mm-hmm. home with taylor with life and ministry is 24 <laughs> 7 i yeah. have texts coming in at 10 p.m and mm-hmm. i want to do my best so like i'm always working so trying to figure out a balance has been pretty difficult for yeah. me and if i was seeking approval of others like 21 year old Lindsay was I would have been burnt out the first two weeks Mm. so I'm grateful that God made me wait (laughs) to help break me of that before stepping into this role for sure for sure that that is one thing is like ministry and even what I think is is needs to be kind of not like this anymore is like even you as a teacher they're Mm -hmm. like yes you can leave work at home but I think there's still like a responsibility of like the relationships you maybe have at work like don't leave it all like we're still right? called to like be the light of jesus wherever we're wherever at. we are um, but ministry definitely is highlighted of like it's just it like our jobs are to lead the people yes. in the church and so that it doesn't means, turn off ever yeah, it's yeah. all the time because it's just we're their life doesn't stop and so we, right? we got to be there whenever yes um and like we have events at night and so like it's preparing for things mm-hmm. and all that so it's just like an all the time thing it where, is like you said like teaching is like well school gets out and now and everything's goes done <laughs> and you go home and yeah. you're good now. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of people, you know, that are whatever jobs they're at, you know, they clock in and they clock out and now they don't have to worry about or it. Or think about it. Yeah. Yep. But yep. I think um, there's still uh, maybe not with that's how you make money. That's like yes. how you survive. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I think it's easy to like just check out completely. Yes. Like you go home and you're like, oh, now I can just do nothing. I can watch Netflix for yeah. six hours. <laughs> but I don't think that's what we're called to do either. No, think, it's not. I mean, we should be go invest into the friendships. Like don't just be a recluse. And now yeah. you're just like, oh, I think there's times to relax and like whatever. Of course. Um, you know, regain energy. But I think we're still called to be involved in the church. Like, yes, pour now work people. is done. Yes. But church time. Yeah, go yes. to church, be involved, man, pour into other people, invest in the relationships, man, share the gospel with people. Like, yes. there's a responsibility on us. Yes, our job for the day, like, is done, but our job our as job Christians is not. Never done. So never. I think the, the, like, we have the opportunity to, like, we get paid to do it all the time. Right. 
And so it's harder for some people that they do have that nine to five job or whatever, and it's maybe a lot more stressful mm -hmm. and they're tired, but I think it's still, I think God can give you the energy you oh, need. Yeah, he can absolutely. give you the, the passion you need for other people. And yes, you have a nine to five, like we're here nine to five usually too, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's still, we should be out in the world. Yes. Not of the world, like the yeah. Bible says, not of the world, but we should be able in to the be world. in the world to be able to change the world. Yes. And it that, that's not going to happen if you're just nope. at home and yeah. you're like, well, I work today. I I'm need tired. To stay home. Yeah. So I think it's a kind of a, it's a tough thing because I understand, you know, mm -hmm. we get tired. Yes. And, but I think there's days, you know, you take your rest, but then there's, there's responsibility. Is, there is. It, it, I think some people are like, I'm not a leader or that's, oh. and Pastor Ryan just, you know, um, spoke on this yes uh, at our last first Wednesday we had um, and it was like we have a responsibility yes, as a church do. everybody does to share their faith mm -hmm. um, and it's not just on people who work at a church it's not just on the lead pastor every Sunday morning it's on everybody it is um, to do that and so I think that's <laughs> people need to know and I think they I just do. said something that kind of triggered the leader yeah, <laughs> the um, leader so maybe and you, you also shared a little bit um, about like the self-doubt and everything yes. that you had um, maybe speak on that how what would you say like for people that are dealing with, you know, insecurity, self-doubt in, in, in general, but also maybe in the, the job that they're in or maybe the um, what they're majoring in or in college or whatever it is like, what, what would you say to the, to those people? Yeah. I mean, I think like with you saying that I'm not a leader, like mm -hmm. <laughs> I said that most of my like young adult life, mm. I would look at my principal and I'm like, I never want that job. I know because I was such a people pleaser mm -hmm. that I just wanted everyone to be happy with me. And then I felt okay about myself and I didn't want to lead others. I didn't want that responsibility because with leadership comes responsibility and comes mm -hmm. hard conversations and you know, hard times. And yeah. I knew that. And I was like, no, no, no. And ironically, look at me here now <laughs> yeah. leading a ministry. I think God has yeah. a funny sense of humor for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that with my journey, and this might apply to other people as well, of self-doubt, like it was not an overnight fix mm. and it still creeps in because yeah. Satan is sneaky. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I think that with me, I needed the time, like it needed to be a slow process. Like I'm stubborn. And for me, like it had God, he worked in perfect timing in my life. And now that I'm in hindsight, like it brings me to tears cause I can see it. Mm -hmm. Never could have seen it when I was going through it. Yeah. So I think that like periods of waiting, which I know a lot of young adults can absolutely relate to. Yeah. It's not only like God growing you, but it's also him shedding things in you you know, mm -hmm. that need to go. So for me in the self-doubt, there was not one day that I just woke up and I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a leader of a church. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. it was doors opening that I knew did not open mm -hmm. without God flying them open and me just having to say yes in obedience. And when you step out in obedience, that's the transformation mm -hmm. that I've seen. Yeah. Because when you know that you're obeying what God called you to without a doubt, then there's no room for self-doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at now. And that's what truly, like, I'm talking like, this is not like 10 years ago, Lindsay. Like, this is now, Lindsay. Like, a year ago, it was still really, really bad, mm -hmm. you know? But then it's like this door's open and obedience, like obeying and knowing, mm -hmm. knowing I would not have been here without God. And yeah. like, I think that when I look back at all these different phases of my life and different jobs I had and different experience I've had, I can point to every single one and say, I needed that skill now. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. like the big picture that we can look at is no matter where you're at when God has a call in your life like that has a purpose that's part of the call it's mm -hmm. hard it might be ugly um you might not know it you might not be happy where you're at yeah. but he's still developing things in you that will be used a hundred percent whether you see it or not it doesn't matter it's still yeah. being used yeah that's you know? so good I like that and so continuing this kind of this sure. thought these conversations what would you say to um 
to young adults listening, um, specifically girls maybe that are looking to to be a leader in their career, in their job field, um, maybe just in their circle, like their sphere of influence, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even in ministry. What would you say to the girl that wants to be a leader, or yeah. maybe even a guy too that they just don't see themselves as a leader? What would, and you kind of spoke on that, but yeah. maybe just keep. Keep to go going. on that yeah. yeah i would say like not to discredit what god has created you to do like he has gifted you with abilities mm-hmm. that you may not even see i never would have thought that i had abilities to lead people and um i'm doing it every single day and mm-hmm. there's never been a moment that i just was like i'm a leader now there, there you might not have that moment and yeah. that's okay you mm-hmm. know if you have this desire and you believe that god placed that on your heart then i say step out in confidence and bravery and obedience and mm-hmm. just you know walk knowing hey this is what i believe i've been called to and i'm going to I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if I fail, like God's got me, you know, yeah. um, when I was so nervous about talking at the garden, I mean, so nervous. I mm-hmm. tried to pass that off to everyone on staff. No one would take it. <laughs> and I was in prayer the night before cause I was so scared. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I said it on stage then, and it's just kind of been what has been kind of sticking with me. I just felt in my spirit, like God kind of putting on me, like if I've called you to it, I'm going to carry you through it. Mm-hmm. So on the bad days when I'm having a rough time, yeah. I picture Jesus picking me up and carrying me through and mm-hmm. I think that like just having that perspective and obeying I would tell yeah. them to just stay where they're at and also stay where you're at and appreciate where you are in the journey because mm-hmm. I wish if I would have looked in those times and known hey there's going to be a purpose in this there is a purpose now but there could be a purpose later I mm-hmm. think that it just would have given me so much more peace like we talked about yeah. and confidence you know and I think that there might not have been as much of a place for that self-doubt to creep in and kind of mm-hmm. kind of be present you know and now yeah. I just have to fight it like I have mm-hmm. to fight it with scripture mm-hmm. I have to fight it um, with prayer and actually talking about scripture yeah. I have a great verse First, I came across this week mm-hmm. um, that's super helpful. Um, it's 1 Corinthians 7, 17. It's Paul writing. And he says, nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down to all churches. Mm. So kind of looking at like where you are now mm-hmm. is what you've been assigned yeah. and looking for opportunities now to grow, mm-hmm. you know, to reach people in your circles and to develop those leadership qualities. You know, um, leaders need to be good communicators. Yeah. Maybe you're in a job that you don't even see yourself as developing communication skills, but you are, mm-hmm. you know, and you need that to yeah. be a leader. So mm-hmm. appreciate where you are in the journey for sure. Yeah. I like that. That last thought right there is like, I think a lot of times for me, especially is, I'm always looking what's, at next? what's next. Yeah. Yep. And like, I miss what's happening now. Cause even now, like being, um, the young adults director was like, when I was in the school of ministry, mm-hmm. I was like, what's next, what's going to be the role after, you know, I do the school ministry. Will I work here at faith church? Mm-hmm. Will, I, will I be able to get a job at a church? Do I need to go back to school? And like, I was always worried what's next. Am I, I'm not a leader yet. You know, I'd got to go through more school to be a leader, whatever it is. Right. Like it was always what's next. And then, Oh, I do that. What's going to be after that. And now I'm, you know, I, I am in a position and now mm-hmm. I'm finding myself like, what's five years going to look like? Like, right. am I going to be here still? Or am I going to be at a different position? Or am I going to move somewhere else? Or what am I going to look like? What's the ministry going to look like? And it's like so many times, especially as, as young people, mm-hmm. we are so rushed about what's next. We always care about moving to what the next thing is. Yep. And we miss, you know, the things that we were praying for. Like, yes. Cause yes. I, like I think about this now, I'm like, I prayed for this where I'm at now. Right. So it's like, that's, I love that irresponsible of me almost to like not recognize what God did for me now. Like looking back years, years ago, because I prayed for this and now I'm, it's like, 
discrediting to God because I'm yes. I, uh, dishonoring too because I'm like, I'm looking at what's next. I'm not even worried. Like, I'm not even like, paying this is an attention. Answer to prayer. Yeah, I'm not yes. even paying attention to what God did years ago of prayer to, to now. And I think that's a lot of times like even for, you know, if you're a freshman in college or like you're a sophomore, you're like, just, I want to graduate. Mm-hmm. I want to get out of here. I want to get this job. But I like, want to, yep. You're at the school you wanted to go to. Like rest in that. Like yes. God got you to where you want to, you're yes. at your And he's dream with school. you right now. Yeah. And yes. like you're, you're, you're meeting friends. Like it's so easy to look at what's next. Yes. Um, and focus on that. But I think that's when we miss we what's miss happening it. now. Oh, Cause I mean, think about like if, if Jesus was only focused on, he's gonna he's going to the cross and he's gonna die like like there's so many things he would have missed ministry wise like the whole if he, ministry yeah right? like if he would, he wouldn't have had his 12 disciples if all he was was like i gotta get ready i'm gonna have to die on a cross mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's what i gotta prepare for like i think it's yes we prepare for things but yes. you also can't miss the the present and what's happening around you um because i think that's when that's when a lot of like the fear and anxiety yes. come in because now you're just worried about the future and you're missing out like you're like blinded to everything you see and it, i think that that kind of steals like gratefulness like you don't even see where god has answered your prayers mm-hmm. and that's one thing i think for me at least me i don't know if, I, if everybody feels this way but like i'll pray for something and if i don't get like that like answer i want yeah. i think that it wasn't an answered prayer mm-hmm. it might have been answered three years down the road yeah. and i miss it mm-hmm. i miss it because i'm not like aware you know and now sitting here when i'm really reflective i'm like this was an answer to prayer it took five years this yeah. was an answer to prayer he was telling me wait but he like mm-hmm. and it answer whether it's the answer you want or not yeah. still was answered you know mm-hmm. so i think that like you saying that is so so true mm-hmm. you know and it's definitely given me a lot of peace now too i'm like yeah. oh my goodness look at this yeah for real you know and i wish i would have just accepted it in the journey and mm-hmm. just seen all the answer to prayers that were happening as they were happening why do i have to see them 10 years later i could have seen them then yeah you know and it's it's hard to to do that like it's hard hard. to to practice that but i like that i mean you have a little like you live through your 20s yes and like and i'm not saying like oh you're now you're 32 i'm so old now. you don't act like it and so that's what's really cool but i think it's cool to hear your perspective of like yes like those like stuff was answered years down the road like so it's we got to have the patience. We do. Um, we have to because wait. Because we want, we live in a generation that is just, we get everything instant, instant. and now. And so we expect God to do the same. Oh, And yes. God is transcendent over what we experience here. Yes. He's over the time. He's like, he is over all of that. And so it's, it looks different on his. Absolutely. What his uh, timeline looks like. And so it's, it's hard to do in it practice. Is, it's oh, easy it to is. talk about, but it's also encouraging to hear from you of like, there are things that you may not think God's listening or those it's not going to happen or the prayer's not answered. Like you just, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Like it, it may take years for whatever (laughs) that is. It may take years to get rid of that self. That habit. Yes. Yeah. Habit. It might take years to, to get to the, job you want but he's not the, but he's still faithful yes, it doesn't matter you know that's what's so he's good he's there <laughs> it is so good like, it's sometimes it's like hard to believe but like he is yes. like he's still faithful because look and at even when you, you don't have. believe it he's still faithful yeah. that's the part mm. of my journey it's like i didn't believe it and I'm, oh my goodness if i would have stopped steering my own ship in my early 20s mm-hmm. i would have saved myself so much heartache so yeah. much guilt so much mm-hmm. shame that i just did not i wasn't intended to have and mm-hmm. i did not need to have yeah you know but god's journey for me i was not supposed to be married until i was 28 mm. and 21 year old Lindsay did not want to accept that <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know that I was going to be 28 mm-hmm. I looked at it as he's never going to give that for yeah. me everybody else is going to have it I'm mm-hmm. going to be alone so you know what I'm going to just 
I'm going to make it happen for myself. Yeah. And, and that doesn't it caused myself <laughs> so much yeah. unnecessary pain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I get and it's that like, if sure. I would have just accepted the weight, but here's the beauty in it is I didn't wait and he was still faithful. Mm. Everything that he had intended for me yeah. was going to happen mm. no matter what I did. Yeah. Not saying, hey, that's a free pass. Go do what you want. Because no. you're going to feel <laughs> <Yeah>. the repercussions <laughs> of it. It's not going to sure. be easy. Your journey is going to be way harder than it needs to be. But his promise is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And what his purpose for you is going to happen no matter what. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to, you are not stronger than God or more powerful than God. You can't Mm-mm. direct no. your, you can't derail yourself more than what he has in store for you. You yeah. can't. And you can try. <laughs> I <crazy>. tried. <laughs> yeah. Like you're 18, 19, 20, and you're like, you're 21. You're still not married or whatever. You just want it to happen quick. It's like, yes, it's never going to happen because I mean, 28 is years away. Like yes. you can't oh, see into the 18, future. That's so 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, you think it's never going to happen, but now you get to see like, no, it, there's, it can still happen. Like yes. even like if you're, uh, some people don't get married till they're 35. Some people don't really get into their prime of their job or maybe yes. they change jobs when they're 33. Like it, it's like okay. you've changed jobs multiple times. Yes. You're 32 and just entered into a completely new, new, a thing. totally new journey right and now. So I think the, the like, the need for permanence in things is what is really like not great and what causes Mm. a lot of stress. It does. Because you think like, oh, I got to have this now and then that's forever. It's like, no, life is a lot more changing than than you think. It is. Um, So Lindsay, before we, before we wrap up, um, I do this on every episode. It's kind of like just some final thoughts, like kind of the final thing you want to leave for the listeners uh, before we end. So what are your, what's your final thing that you want to, you want to let them know? I think I just want to let them know, you know, that God is, like we said, I think the faithful part is just, Mm -hmm. he is faithful in your journey. And whether you're in a season of waiting, whether you're in the season where you're seeing that your prayers have been answered, maybe they haven't been yet, maybe Mm -hmm. they're not answered how you want them to be. He is faithful. He's got a call in your life, you know, and it's going to happen. It Mm -hmm. will happen. And I don't want to sound like the, you know, like this cheerleader, like it's going to happen no matter (laughs) what those people annoy, would annoy me so bad, but it's so true. And I can say it, I think, because I lived it, not Mm -hmm. because I'm just like making this stuff up. It's like, no, I, I went through hardship, Mm -hmm. you know, and I made my journey really unnecessarily difficult but he was still faithful mm. you know so trust where you're at and trust god trust god yeah. and trust where you're at second. yeah i love that that's so good god is faithful he is he is and so i think that's what everybody needs to know even when it looks bad yes when you're going through it like god's still faithful in that because yes you can't see it now but there's purpose in it there's maybe Pastor you're shedding something pre- he, he did preached about it there's there's purpose in the pain yes um because everything shapes us and it it sucks sometimes oh it's awful it's hard but when it ha- like years down the line, when it happens, like you're going to realize it's oh, worth it. Like even for me, it, I'm about to be 24. Mm-hmm. Like it, the last few years is just like, I like gone through relationship stuff, you know, and, um, like, yes, that, that hurts. Yes, it sucks. But it's like, without that, what would I be like now? Yes. I wouldn't be who, who I am. You, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't it. be on the journey of who God's making me to be without yes. the hardship and without all of that. But the key is to realize that through it all, God is faithful. Absolutely. So I love that. Absolutely. Lindsay, thank you so much for for being on this podcast. I think this was a great conversation. Love Mm -hmm. your energy and and your passion for um for the you know, the church and and people. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's great. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. Uh but thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching uh uh, this episode on YouTube, um is great. I hope this was challenging, inspiring, and encouraging. That's all we got for today. Peace out, people.